listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Hello. We're here to talk about odd news, tell jokes, really a lot of right. zaniness. <laughs> yeah. Hijinks. <laughs> yes. Right. How was your week? It was fine. It was busy, but okay. it was fine. Yeah. How about yours? Fine as yeah. well. <laughs> Nothing new to report. You enjoying your Memorial Day weekend? Well, I work Memorial Day weekend. Oh, man. In our business, we always have a big sale. Mm -hmm. So I'll be working. Work Saturday, so I'm half a day pretty much till lunch. Well, from about 6 a.m. to about 12. Hmm. But I was off on Friday because Hudson had to go to the cardiologist. So for his yearly checkup thing, which he's fine. Right. That's what everybody's always like. How's he doing? I'm like, well, he's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine, normal as always. So, well, good. Yeah, man. I don't brag on Hudson enough for all he's overcome in life, and the fact that I mean, it's a joke, really, that we've made it on this podcast. I've made on this podcast. The kid gets to make a wish, you know. <laughs> all right, that doesn't happen to everybody. No. So that should let everybody know the hurdles that Hudson has overcome and will have to overcome in his life. Is he still saving his wish? No, he's got it picked out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, what, I can't, are we announcing this? Is, I don't, can I we don't, talk about it? We can, I don't, I, yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I didn't was, know if this was some kind of big secret. Like no. you're not going to be revealing the secret location of Elon Musk when y'all fly out to meet him next week, are you? No, no. This won't happen until probably next year. Okay. Um, but he wants to go to Hawaii. And meet Hunter Biden. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> so sooner or later, the longs will go to Hawaii, which is the only way we would ever be able to. Let me tell you, if you can have a kid with heart conditions, it will pay <laughs> off. Okay. <laughs> but back to our original point, I don't talk enough. Like Hudson is an absolute miracle, you mm-hmm. know, and I don't harp on that enough. I don't want him to be one of those weird kids who is defined by what he has, mm-hmm. what the world would consider wrong with him. I mean, I just consider it's the way God made him. So, um, don't we all have something wrong with us? John? Absolutely. I do. I got My youth minister said things. we were all suffering from the SIN virus. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, uh, it was a total depravity, of course. <laughs> right. Yes. Uh, yeah. So anyways, Hudson's doing great. We'll have to decide next year what they're going to do with this pacemaker because it's almost out. But he doesn't; he only uses it about one percent every day. Oh, so his his heart is doing the major, the heavy right. lifting, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. Good. But they don't know if he has a condition. The reason they put the the pacemaker in there is he has a condition called heart block, which your heart will just stop beating. You mm. know, and so they're like, yeah, we need to get a get a pacemaker in here. So we think now his pacing was set at when his heart gets down to 50 beats that it would kick on. It kind of kicks in, yeah. We think it's happening, you know, when he's in deep sleep at night. So they dialed it back to 40, and we'll see what happens. Huh, it almost sounds like, I mean, I know it's totally different, but I was reading an article about SIDS, uh-huh. and there's a study that was done. They think they may have linked saw it that. to some kind of deficiency that they think right. they can treat. Yeah. 
And obviously, I know I know Hudson's condi- but you talking about it being like in his sleep. Sometimes it was hard to stop sure. feeding. It sounded kind of similar to that. Well, you know, one percent doesn't sound too bad until you consider that like one percent of twenty four hours is about fifteen minutes. So if it mm-hmm. doesn't work for that much, he's dead. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. But he has lasted fourteen, going on fifteen years with it. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's pretty good bang for your buck. They just don't know what they'll do. One of the leads is off, so mm-hmm. they'll have to do open heart surgery and all this stuff. And In the future, you think you might get like an animal heart? Well, because there was that guy that got a sure. big heart. And I know right. that, I know that the technology is, is well, there we are, bad right now. We're getting better. Yeah. They're already using, they're already doing pig valves. They mm-hmm. replace valves through catheters now. You okay. know, like it's not even open heart surgery like it used to be. And they have artificial hearts they're developing that you can basically wear on your belt. I mean, your heart is really just a pump. So mm-hmm. as long as we can get a pumping system that'll work and get everything where it needs to be, theoretically, Hudson's will be fine. I guess the trouble is designing a pump that is as efficient sure. and, well, and works as good as the human heart. He's compounded because he has uh, dextrocardia, which is heart is in the wrong side of his chest. And it's like facing funky. They can barely see it on an MRI anymore because of how much he's grown in his sternum bone and all mm-hmm. that. Or not an MRI, a uh, uh, echocardiogram now. So then they're like, well, we'll do a MRI. Oh, wait a minute. Nope, he's got a pacemaker. We can't do that. Uh-huh. So now we're exploring ways to for them to look at his heart. You know, huh. Yeah, to see how it's working and all. I just hope that in the future he can get like a lion heart and then yes. that can be like his rapper name. <laughs> well, when he becomes a famous rapper on TikTok, Hudson, Hudson will do great things in life if only raise great kids one day, too. You know, yeah. as and but I don't like I said, all back to my original point, I don't brag on Hudson enough for that aspect of his, his entirety, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like. And I'm very proud of him for for what he's overcome and deals with on a daily basis and all that. He's a lot more mature than most people his age, and uh, he's a pretty awesome kid. He's a smart kid. I'm very. He's unique, and sometimes he'll drive you up the wall. He hasn't (laughs) spoken to Deidre and I until today after church. Up until after church, he didn't speak to us for two days because we made him mad. Because Libby and Thomas ratted him out for yelling at Jay Barker like in the afternoons and stuff when no adults are home. And sometimes, like one time, Libby said... He's not said, allowed to yell at Jay Barker? <laughs> well, Libby said, this is... that's Okay, yelling at that dog happens. All right? <laughs> I'm just sitting there thinking, man, that's, that sounds harsh. <laughs> but, but what Libby said is that uh, one time he put Jay in the cage and then beat on the cage with the broom. <laughs> All right. So I you bring gotta, you gotta stamp that kind of behavior. Yeah, out. right. I mean, like, you're borderline getting into serial killer territory here. You know. Yeah. So I bring it up to him, Hudson. Your sister and brother both independently said that you are pretty rough on Jay Barker most afternoons because Jay will crap in the floor or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And Hudson just red lines on him. And Hudson's like, well, I raise my voice at him sometimes, yes. <laughs> and I was like, why are you raising your voice at him? He's like, because he's barking at me. And I'm like, <laughs> well, maybe don't do that, and he'll quit barking at you, you know? And I'm like, what about putting him in the cage and beating him with the brew? He's like, 
I only hit the cage twice. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like his uh, sister and brother ratted him out because they're afraid. <laughs> yes. But then he did exactly a John Long move. I'm going to turn it around on y'all. And he was like, y'all are accusing me of animal, ab- animal abuse. I have not abused the dog. And he got super, acted like he's super offended and didn't talk to us for two days. Until after church, and he finally forgot he was mad at us. So, yeah. Well, I'm glad that he forgot. Yeah, you don't need to be hollering at the dog anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, if Jay messes up, Jay messes up. We just have, that's part of having a pet. We got to pick up poop sometimes. And Jay does pretty good. But every once in a while, especially in the afternoons, because they won't, they can't get him to go out or they'll forget to let him out. Mm-hmm. He'll crap in the floor. So, yeah. Well, how about some odd news? What do you got what oh. happened last week? Well, I got uh, a guy that wants to be a dog, speaking of dogs. <laughs> so so that Hudson can lock him in a cage and beat on the right. bars. Yes. <laughs> I got, uh, we're going to talk about the metaverse, and we're going to talk about Vicky and Casey White some more. All right. I have a story about a guy with temporary amnesia. I got a story about exorcism, but I want to start with this one. This one comes from thenationaldesk.com. Students ride horses to school and cite old law requiring principal to care for them. Okay. (laughs) All right. Which sounds brilliant to me. Sure. Right. (laughs) Missoula, Montana, a high school principal was required to care for his students' horses due to an old law. On Monday, this was this past Monday, Principal Raymond DeBruckner of Conrad High School He was required to care for 12 of his students' horses. Montana has an old law that if a student rides their horse to school, the school principal is to be responsible for taking care of the horse throughout the day. (laughs) Which, what do you think you got to do? Just feed them, I guess? Yeah, make make sure they're still tied up. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, what do you do? I don't know. I'm not a horse guy. I don't have have a lot of horse knowledge. You don't have to go out there and, like, reshoe them, does (laughs) it? Right. Like, brush them and all that. (laughs) Mr. DeBruckner has his work cut out for him today. The school district posted on Facebook. And there's the short story. That is it. But uh, of all the senior pranks, like this one sounds like one of the funnier ones, but also like not harmful. Like no one got hurt. They just sound like the principal was cool too. You know, the (laughs) principal's like, okay, guys, I'll take care of your horses. (laughs) And yeah, that's probably it. What if one of the horses died or something during the middle of the day? <laughs> and then there's a lawsuit. Sure. <laughs> you didn't take care of my horse like law requires right, you the to. Law requires. Now I'm I'm entitled restitution of this amount <laughs> plus pain and suffering and all that. Yeah. yeah. Or what if you fed your horse laxatives before you went to school? <laughs> <laughs> the principal's like, man, these horses keep crapping. <laughs> I mean, that's. <laughs> Taking it to the next level. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think I would like, all right, let's get them out on the baseball field and mm-hmm. lock them up. And like, okay, that's where they'll be after school, guys. I'll look <laughs> out my office window at them once an hour or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's all John you can do. John Long would have locked them in a cage and then started beating <laughs> on the cage with a broom. False. Hudson, <laughs> on the other hand, would have done that. Yeah. Did you ever uh, play any senior pranks when you were a kid? Nah, Y'all didn't no. Do I'm not like a that? prank guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like pranks. They're normally a bad idea and they escalate always too far. Right. They always go too far. That's true. Yeah. But that lead up 
It's pretty sure. fun. <laughs> well, things like <laughs> things like getting to ask someone a question that will embarrass them or something mm-hmm. is always fun. I, I don't consider those pranks, you know. But we used to in high school be like, "Hey, man, say." say Tiny's mama's fat or something and then whoever like Tiny when they would say it to you you'd be like oh, my mama died last year you know <laughs> things like that are right. always funny yeah. or sending the new guy to get something that doesn't exist mm-hmm. I don't consider those pranks though. no no I don't, I don't consider yeah. those pranks either I always felt like a prank is something that you actually do to somebody to inconvenience their life yeah. in some way sure and sometimes they can get like Way out of way out of hand. Yeah, and then, but then sometimes they're just funny. Did you do any pranks? Oh yeah, it, I did like a senior pranks. prank or anything. Well, we rolled the high school. Yeah, that's we got right. busted. Yes, because <laughs> of a rat. <laughs> yes. You got a rat in your group. <laughs> but no, there was tons of pranks when I was a kid. I remember uh, putting was that saran wrap over the toilet. Sure. So somebody would pee on it and yeah. run all on the floor. Yeah, they did stuff like that. Wiping boogers did. on elevator buttons. Yeah. It's crazy glue in someone's windshield wipers to their windshield. <laughs> no, that seems malicious. <laughs> well, guy had it coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's rough, though. Yeah. We got to buy whole new wiper blades and everything and yeah. get the other ones off. Yeah. That's that's more than a slight inconvenience. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not like he broke out his windshield. Okay. I don't know. Hmm. Well, let's talk dogs. Somebody put this in the Facebook group. So kudos to kudos somebody in the Facebook group. To either Stan, Wiltz, <laughs> Stephen, Jane, Jacqueline. Who else put stuff in there? Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay does. Sometimes my brother. He, if it's anime yeah. related, he'll, he'll right. post it in there. That's true. <laughs> my mom will get an occasional orthodity post mm-hmm. in. I'll see. I've decided to give up being human and become a collie. Japanese man spends $15,000 on ultra-realistic dog costumes so he can live like an animal. Now, here's a picture of the costume. It looks like a robot. <laughs> it, do, it looks like a robot lassie, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. Uh, a Japanese man says he has fulfilled his lifelong ambition of becoming a four-legged animal after spending two million yen on a dog costume. Well, now, quick question. Did he tell us this before he put on the costume? <laughs> because once you put it on, if you're really trying to live like a quiet collie, you got to mark it out. You, you're not allowed to talk. That's like Lassie was able to communicate, and she was a collie, you know, because she'd yeah. come up and bark, and, and to be like, Tiny's fell down a whale, <laughs> you know? Lead me, Lassie. Yeah. Uh, the man who goes by the name of Toko commissioned an agency called Zepit, who spent 40 days making the bespoke collie outfit. Posting photos of himself in the costume, Toko said, I made it a collie because it looks real when I put it on. I thought that a big animal close to my size would be good, considering that it would be a realistic model, so I decided to make it a dog. A bizarre video clip of him dressed in the collie, uh, addressed as a collie, emerged on YouTube in early April, which shows him standing on all fours in front of a camera with the jaunty piano music playing in the background. Um, as the music plays, he lifts his right paw twice in an apparent greeting before raising his left paw. 
Um, I mean, look at him. I mean, it, it's a good looking dog, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> what if, <laughs> what if you went to the pet store, John, to buy your parents' pet? And you bought a collie and took it home, and then plot twist is a Japanese <laughs> man dressed up as a border collie. <laughs> well, my thing is, is if you're dressing up like this, you're gonna go down to the dog park and you're gonna get haunted. <laughs> you know? Well, maybe that's part of his dream. Oh, uh, he's go- he's living his dream. You may be right. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but you're definitely gonna get haunted. <laughs> this is just really like lifelike furries, right? Yeah, I was sitting here thinking, like, is this another level than furry? Because, like, furries, they like to dress up in, like, mascot costumes, right? right? Yes. Well, this he guy... looks like Texas A&M's mascot. <laughs> he, he, this feels like he's taking it to an, the next level. <laughs> but what was that one Reveille. dude? Reveille. That's the name of their Texas A&M's mascot. <laughs> yeah. If it barks, they get out of class, they say. Yeah. Uh there was that one scientist who wanted to live life like a goat, but he didn't have the costume, did he? He I don't just think had so. like the the feet yeah. that made him walk like yes. one. And he was eating grass and stuff. This guy's got the costume. It's I don't know, but the other guy claims he was doing it for science. This is just this guy's dream. He just to be lassie. He just wants to be he just wants to be lassie. He just huh. wants to be a collie. Wow. I mean, he doesn't I don't know. He he looks pretty short. You know? <laughs> right. Let me see the photo one more time because yeah. I'm thinking. I'm wondering where his knees are. Yeah. How does he hide his legs, yeah. his back legs? I don't know. Huh. I have no idea. But, I mean, it's, uh, it's impressive. <laughs> it. I mean, I don't know that I would spend $15,000 <laughs> on it. But he's a grown man. <laughs> right. And we really messed him up when we dropped the bomb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did a number on them. <laughs> and to think that that could happen again. <laughs> sure. Tensions are looking. Yeah, no, it could happen here. Yeah, no yeah. one has said that nuclear weapons are off the table. No, no, so. no. They're very much on the table. Mm, yeah. Mm. Which, oh, well, you know, like, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. It. it uh, hopefully it won't hurt for long. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, if... If it's not a direct hit and you get in like the the radiation zone, you have to worry about spending fifteen grand on like a dog costume. Sure, right, yeah, that could be. That's where you don't want to be. Yeah, (laughs) is in the radiation zone. All right, well, on to our next story here. That got a little dark. A little bit, a little dark. My bad, y'all. That's on me. That was my fault. I'm sorry. (laughs) Let's stick with the theme here. Burnt out Catholic exorcists complained that they face long lines of possessed people and have little support from bishops. Wow. Does this come as any surprise to you? That- well, the Pope's drinking tequila all the time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's got not got time to worry about exorcisms. A survey from a Vatican-approved religious university in Rome found that Catholic exorcists feel overworked and under-supported by bishops, according to the Times of London. Italian exorcists spoke to researchers at Regina Apostolum, Apostolum's 16th annual exorcism course in Rome, attended by 120 participants. The course attracted a significant crowd thanks to Pope Francis's support of exorcism, the paper said. He has previously spoken about helping those who are possessed by evil, per the Times, and made exorcism an official Catholic practice, according to The Independent. 
The conference's exorcist said that they need more support from psychologists to determine whether people are mentally unstable or demonically possessed. Father Giuseppe Bernardi claimed to have performed a nine-hour exorcism on a woman who hurled abuse in Latin and then assaulted the monks. Demons always speak Latin. It's not always. Well, when I mean, they're possessed. I, be, okay, I'm not an exorcist. I'm not an expert. Sure. But that one girl in the in the exorcist, <laughs> yes. she was speaking English, but it was right. backwards. Sure. That's true. Like you hear at the end of a heavy metal album. But I, would, I always hear about a, a demon speaking Latin and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, guys, that's a dead language. Like We've moved on from well, that. That's how you know. know. Yeah, it's true. Like, can't like, y'all guys use the power of Satan to... to <laughs> To get a Rosetta Stone disc set and learn English. <laughs> Maybe they're like Baptists. They don't want to change. <laughs> yeah, they're like, like old school. If the mass is not in Latin, it doesn't count type yeah. people. Yeah. The woman's father thought that she was suffering from a psychiatric problem, but the mother and then later the priest believed that she was possessed. Uh, he had to seek help from psychologists to determine whether she was disturbed or possessed but did so without the help of the church. So he just went in there guns just, blazing. This is rogue. So to speak. <laughs> he went rogue. The lack of support from the bishops is a grievance echoed by other surveyed exorcists. They complained about receiving little help in exercising the long lines of Catholics claiming satanic possession. Exorcists also say that they've been tasked with conducting exorcisms on people with COVID-19. Ah. So... Are they exercising I COVID? I, I didn't know you could exercise viruses. <laughs> Benny Hinn's been doing it for a long time. <laughs> well, yeah. I wish he would move his ministry into like a terminal wing of a yeah. hospital. <laughs> no, that's any faith healer. <laughs> yeah. uh, don't get me wrong. I believe God can heal anyone of anything or mm-hmm. right, that he so chooses to. If you're a faith healer, I'd like to see you down at the local hospital instead of taking like 20 bucks a head to get into your tent revival or whatever. Right. Uh, participants at this conference claimed that demonic possession could be recognized by unusual physical strength, vomiting, or a sudden ability to speak Latin, Hebrew, or Aramaic. Okay. So those are the big three yeah. demon languages. All right. That's well, how they talk to each other. Aramaic and Hebrew make sense more to me than Latin, but mm-hmm. whatever. I will also. Well, wanna, I, mean, were the, I mean, were all demons concentrated in the ancient Near East? Like, did we, there was there no sure. North American demons that speak. Cherokee well, yeah, or where were the where were the the Mormon demons? <laughs> yeah. Right, you know. Or how about Choctaw demons? Sure. Yeah, well, they had a uh, you know Bigfoot. You would think Satan would be bigger on diversity. <laughs> well, he could have got a foothold over here way earlier, is all I'm saying. <laughs> right. You know, I don't want to argue Satan's thought process. Mm-hmm. I know your main battle's <laughs> always been in the Middle East, <laughs> but it's taken a good, what, 250 years to bring America to where we are now, which is where you want us, I imagine. <laughs> you could have started way earlier. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Italy has 290 exorcists, and there were 37 in Spain, the survey found. Many of the potentially possessed people they see in Spain have spent time with New Age spiritual or meditation groups. That'll do it. So remember that next time you go to yoga. (laughs) When you go and get your crystals recharged. Yeah. In the UK and Ireland, there were 28 working exorcists, and in Manila, the Philippines, there was a dedicated office and a team. So... 
Hmm. Lots of demonic possession in the Philippines. Sure. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, do you think exorcists are overworked? I would I'm, I would imagine so. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me. <laughs> I would imagine so. Huh. You don't hear a whole lot of exorcism talk, though. No, you don't. And they, I, they need a better PR team. <laughs> well, yeah. What's the old saying, the best trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people he didn't really exist? Sure. So right. Maybe, yeah. that, maybe that's why you don't hear about it. That's what I'm saying. And I do they think, need a better PR team. You know, <laughs> yeah. get some posters out there. <laughs> and it, it also, I do think that not everyone who does something crazy it, I mean, has a demon. It's probably rare. I think mental illness is probably a good explanation for the majority of it. Yeah, but, you got to think there was a point in time in history where we were just killing people who had mental problems mm-hmm. because and saying they had a demon. Right. That wasn't a good place to be. You know, no. We don't need to be there anymore. Right. Right. Well, even then, like, I mean, the cure, like, like exorcists, they don't, <laughs> they're not like Hollywood style killing people with crucifixes mounted on no. shotguns, right? They're, no, but what I'm saying they is They basically like, just scream the Bible at them until the <laughs> demon is like, enough. I'm <laughs> Look, leaving. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> I know it better than you. Yes. Anyways. Uh, well, no, I'm thinking like there was probably a time where like if you were depressed, Tiny, and you woke mm-hmm. up and you went down to the cobbler shop and was like, I'm sad. And that happened for like three or four days. They'd be like, well, Tiny's got a demon in him. We don't need it to spread. Let's just kill Tiny. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because if there's one way you can kill a demon. is by killing it's the by, host. It's by hanging them. Yeah. yeah. You got to kill the host before they jump to somebody else. Everybody knows that. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's like, have you ever watched, what was that movie? Uh, Frail- Frailty? Was that it? I don't oh, know. I don't know. There's a movie where Anyway, that's besides the point. I'm getting way off track here. Here's the thing. I don't know a whole lot about demon possession or anything like that. Yeah, I don't either. The only thing that I find so weird, and may, look, maybe there's a scientific explanation. Yeah. I don't know, but these rare cases where someone who supposedly has no training in another language but can speak yeah, it fluently, start going crazy. that's kind of creepy. No, now, yeah. now, that said, that there are some people, like, when someone is just, like, saying one one or two words yeah. over and over, sure. they probably Googled that, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, no, so if Deidre calls you one day to come over because mm-hmm. I'm having an episode and you walk in and I'm fluently speaking Latin, you yeah. should be worried, <laughs> right. you know? Or and like the first thing I need to do Hebrew. is get someone who speaks Latin sure. who can like come in and can, they got to tell me that, okay, he's not faking. Yeah. This isn't pig Latin. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Is there a SBC exorcism team? I don't out think there? so. No. We need to get in on the exorcism game. <laughs> we could start one. We have an exorcism ministry, <laughs> which I don't know. The SBC, they've had some, well, it's been a had rough some week. problems recently. So. Been a rough week. For we all we can all agree that yes, we absolutely do need an exorcism team. I commend the Southern Baptist Church for naming names and all this. I think that was one of the best things you could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, maybe should have done that a lot earlier. I don't know. You know, <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, it is important, and I don't want to, you know, get like because to tell you the truth, I know I, I've like read an article. Yeah, I don't know. About a whole it. Lot I don't know about a whole either. ton. Yeah. But I do like people need to be aware that the Southern Baptist is a very loosely knit yeah. convention of churches. Yeah, we're barely, we're barely a convention. <laughs> yes. You know, 
If you want to be a Southern Baptist, just say you're you what I think. All you have to do is give money to the cooperative right. program. Yes. That is that is what gets you the name on your door, Southern Baptist. Right. So yeah, like if uh, if I think a, you if have a minister to... and, and oftentimes they're youth ministers, if one of them gets to acting up, yeah, a lot of times he can just quit or get fired, and he right. can just go to another state. Yeah, nobody knows, and nobody knows, right. and he can just get another job and do it over again. Yes, but. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, this investigation they found that there were somebody somewhere they were actually putting together a database of names. Yes, and they are releasing that. Yes, but as you said, it's a shame. The criticism is they didn't release it sooner. Right. But some people out there who are calling for something to be done about it, the Southern Baptist Convention themselves have no power to do anything. You're going to have to call the police. Right. You know. Yeah. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that two organizations near and dear to my heart, the Boy Scouts of America and the SBC, have both had molesting going on. Mm-hmm. I came through both of them, and I'm apparently not attractive enough to be <laughs> molested in any way at any point in time. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with me? I thought I was a cute <laughs> kid, you know? Like, what's the deal here? Well... It's not all it's cracked up to be. (laughs) (laughs) Norm MacDonald, he said, said, you know, public school teachers screw more kids than Catholic priests, but you never hear anybody want to go after this public school teachers. That's true. That's 100% true. And it's almost all women, apparently. You know? Like, teacher women are are dangerously horny. (laughs) Yeah. Like, it's always them. Mm Mm-hmm. None of my teachers wanted to sleep with me either. <laughs> What's wrong? Okay, Tiny. Let's talk about the metaverse. Okay. What is the metaverse, John? Metaverse is a place you can go with your virtual reality headset. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little universe of online world that you're in. And apparently, how how do I log in? Like, I, I don't have a virtual reality headset, but let's say I, I had one. Yes, is it like a website you go to? Like, it's, how it's like you, an app? Okay, it's like an, a game. It's a metaverse app yeah. that you download. Okay, I, don't quote me on this because I've never been in the metaverse. You've never been to the metaverse. Yeah, all I've done is play golf online. Okay, but not in the metaverse. But not yeah, not in not in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse. Okay. A female avatar was sexually assaulted in Mark Zuckerberg's Horizon Metaverse, campaigners claim. Hmm. The avatar of a 21-year-old female was sexually assaulted in Meta's virtual reality platform, Horizon Worlds. Following the alleged assault, a corporate accountability group called Some of Us, for whom the young woman works as a researcher, said that Meta needs to prioritize user safety in the metaverse. So these people are pretending to be people online, right? Yeah, like, I mean, what does a metaverse sexual assault look like? Well, one part, uh, Vicki White, who's the campaign director, spoke about the alleged incident, saying that the woman involved felt conflicted after the event. One part of the research uh, researcher was really shocked, while another part of her thought, okay, this isn't my real body, this is an avatar. That would have been my first thought That would be well. logical, too, <laughs> yes. right? 
I got teabagged in Halo. It, it bothered me, but it bothered me more that I lost. I got shot. It didn't. I didn't feel like I was assaulted. You would rather get teabagged in Halo than in real life, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. We all would pick that. I don't want to get teabagged in real yeah. life at all. No, right. And if I was, I would prefer being shot first. <laughs> <laughs> However, though, this girl says, despite those feelings of confusion, the woman recognized that this is a really, really important research that I'm doing. I need to capture this footage. So she recorded herself getting assaulted in the metaverse. <laughs> and then uploaded it to Pornhub. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and there's some weirdo right now getting his jollies to that. <laughs> the footage shows a woman in a virtual room on Horizon Worlds with two male avatars. One of the avatars is observing while the other appears very close to her. Both of the male avatars make lewd comments. I don't know if you're aware, Tiny. Online, dudes say a lot of lewd things. They do. I mean, I am aware. Horrible things. <laughs> in fact, I get really in real life, they do too. It doesn't matter if you're online. Yeah. You know what? When we get to remind me, because I don't have 99 problems, but I've got one okay. that I want to rant about when we get there. Good. Um, it says, uh, regardless of the fact that this all happened online, Wyatt noted that it still counts. It still has a real impact on users. Well, okay, who, who, what authority figure said this counts? Well, see, you know? here, this lady's the authority figure. Okay. Um, apparently, this is one in a long line of assaults. In VR metaverse. assaults. <laughs> yes. Meta assaults. Another lady said, within 60 seconds of joining, I was verbally and sexually harassed by three to four male avatars with male voices, essentially. She continued continued to say that they virtually gang raped, that she was virtually gang raped by other avatars who also took photos as she tried to get away. That's not funny. I don't... <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. <laughs> so, anyways, have your kids be careful with their Oculuses, okay? <laughs> what do you, how do you stop this? I don't, like, what can you do? I don't know outside of them creating some sort of setting that's like, don't let somebody close to me, you know? Mm -hmm. They can still holler at you. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I, I've never, I've never been there, so I don't know what it's like. Well, is here's it? the thing. Like playing golf, mm -hmm. you forget that you're not in the computer playing golf. Or at least that's how it is with me. It's that good? Yeah. Wow. So, like in golf, when you hit your drive or whatever, you can hit the trigger and it'll take you to where the ball is. Mm -hmm. So, usually you wait until it lands to hit the trigger. But if you do it like in the middle while the ball's in mid-flight, it'll take you to the middle of the air. You're just like standing <laughs> on nothing, and it feels like you're about to fall down. Wow. And then you got to be like, "Oh, I'm I'm in the middle of my living room. There's no way I can fall. It mm -hmm. just looks like I'm in the air here." But you'll forget that. So hypothetically, if you were standing out there on the green, sure, on, on hole nine, right, and out of nowhere, four guys come out of the woods, yes, and start verbally assaulting you, and sure. like trying to gang rape you, you might forget. Oh wait, I'm still in my living room. You it might wouldn't think, take me long to remember that. <laughs> you might for a minute think, "Oh snap, I'm on the fairway right. on hole number nine, and I'm fixing to get assaulted by these guys." First of all, you're making a huge assumption that I wouldn't want this to happen. <laughs> all right, that's number one. That's just an assumption on your part. 
not saying you're correct or wrong <laughs> in that. Right. But yeah, I think your normal course of action would be to take the headset off as soon as somebody starts doing something you don't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then go offline. <laughs> yeah. And then they can harass your avatar <laughs> away from keyboard or whatever y'all nerds say. I yeah. mean, I guess you could, because I mean, obviously, like, you're, like you were talking about, like if my kids, if they want to say there's some kind of virtual component to Roblox, I right. don't want creepos in there. Sure. You doing know, weird tell, stuff. Telling them weird stuff and doing stuff. No, yeah. So, now I, you run the risk of weirdos talking to your kids anytime they're online. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Very true. You have to understand that. So and I, you have I to coach you just, your kids about that. I guess you just start banning accounts if you're Mark Zuckerberg. I, right? I don't know. But then I would, if I was in there, I'd just be reporting people for harassment just to get a ban for fun. That's true. Right. That happens too. You know, like you get so, lying yeah. in front of me down at the virtual grocery store. Mm-hmm. I just report you for harassment. Or someone makes like a really good point that you don't agree with. Sure. So you just ban, report them to get them banned. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how you combat that. But Mark Zuckerberg's a robot. He'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. They'll create an AI that'll monitor all that. And then that'll be rolled out to the general population mm-hmm. to where now, you know, when you slap your wife's butt, when you walk through the kitchen, <laughs> we'll get a, so our social credit score will go down. <laughs> yeah, right. You know? Yeah. That's where it's all leading. And right for there. all those people with low credit scores, they have to go to the rape verse. Sure. <laughs> to go do all our virtual <laughs> trading with Bitcoin. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly, this is where it's all going to. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we'll soon just be getting raped virtually and in real life. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And the one doing most of the raping is the tax collector, <laughs> right? <laughs> Historically, you are correct. <laughs> okay. Never been a good time in history to be a tax collector. You know, they've never been <laughs> like in any way. Yeah. Because they're terrible. Yeah. The only good one, Zacchaeus. That's the only one we know. Because <laughs> he turned it around. He did. You know? He said, you know what? I'm going to quit ripping people off. Yeah. In fact, I'm going to pay them back. Yeah. I'm going to do them a little better. You know? <laughs> All right, if that last story wasn't spicy enough, John, <laughs> uh, a man developed sudden amnesia after having relations with his wife, completely forgetting his own wedding anniversary party the day before. That must have been a heck of a time. <laughs> I mean, it says here, a man got amnesia 10 minutes after you know being with his wife, <laughs> temporarily wiping his memory of the previous day, rendering him unable to retain new information, Dr. said. The 66-year-old man became distressed after he looked at his phone after, you know, he and his wife were together one day. Sure. And he saw the date, and he thought that he had forgotten his wedding anniversary. So he's like, oh, no. (laughs) She sent him back to factory settings. (laughs) I'd like to see a picture of his wife, please. You know? Yeah. When, in fact, he had celebrated it with his wife and family the day before, doctors from Limerick, Ireland, said in a case report published in the official journal of Irish Medical Organization on Wednesday. The memory loss lasted for an hour, with the man repeatedly questioning his wife and his daughter over the events of the morning of the previous day. The man, who had not been identified in the case report, visited an emergency room and had a completely normal neurological examination by the time that he got there. Doctors diagnosed him with transient global amnesia, or TGA, which is a benign condition that causes sudden short-term memory loss and inability to form new memories. 
Any memory loss typically lasts four to six hours without need for treatment, but it can last up to 24 hours. The doctors who authored the report said that repetitive the doctor who authored the report said repetitive questions and an inability to retain answers are key features of TGA. TGA can mimic other conditions such as stroke, dementia, or epilepsy and have implications for certain jobs such as pilots. You don't want to be up in yeah. the air and then forget how to land no, the plane. No, that's not good. That's why you shouldn't join the Maha no. Club if you're a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Most cases have been reported in men aged 50 to 70. We don't know exactly what causes TGA, but it has been linked to several activities, including physical exertion, immersion in cold or hot water, emotional stress, pain, and sex. Okay. So. I'm trying to have some of that amnesia sex. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, it, it says that this is found in men, but I wonder if my wife has that, because sometimes I'll be like, you know. We hadn't been together in a week. And she'll be like, what are you talking about? We just the other day. <laughs> what I was going to say is, I bet Deidre wishes she would lose her memory after we have sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I said, she she reset him to factory setting. <laughs> probably the best night of his life. Yeah, she, I don't know. Like, maybe it had been a while. He had a he had some buildup. And, <laughs> and that... That erased his memory. Well, I so can see it happening. She held that setup button down for too long. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> she got him on the old reset button. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> he comes to and he's like speaking Latin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Huh. Well, um, good for that guy. Really. You know, round of applause for him. Um, Vicky and Casey White. Yes. You remember Vicky and Casey. For our listeners, they were the jailer turned fugitive who helped a convicted murderer escape, out, escape out of jail. And they were on the run. They oh. called him in Evansville, Indiana, and where Vicky killed herself. R.I.P. Yeah. While running from the law. And yeah. And then he's in back in Alabama in jail. Yeah, he's back in jail. Yeah. Well, Vicky and Casey White's Indiana motel room now has a waiting list and higher price. <laughs> Capitalism. That's right. <laughs> well, would you want to go stay in the hotel room they stayed in? In their Where, last days? Not if it's a Hotel Six. Where was it? <laughs> oh, it's a it's like a crappy hotel. The motel room. <laughs> In Indiana, uses a hideout by a former corrections officer from Alabama and the capital murder suspect she is alleged to have helped escape, has generated a waiting list, and is drawing a higher price, motel receptionist said Monday. The former corrections officer, Vicki White, and the inmate, Casey White, no relation, by the way, <laughs> fled together from the Lauderdale County Jail in Florence, Alabama on April 29th and managed to elude trailing authorities for 11 days. Um, <clears throat> the Their time as fugitives ended back on May 9th at Evansville, about 300 miles north of the Alabama jail, uh, when authorities tracked them down at Motel 41 and a short char- car chase ensued. Um, Casey was driving a Cadillac sedan when authorities rammed it and tipped it on its side in a ditch. Shortly afterwards, Vicki White took her life with a self-inflicted gunshot. 
in case he was arrested. They had stayed at Motel 41 in room 150 for a week, planning to stay there another week before their plan was foiled. They initially checked into the motel with the help of a transient man who they paid to book the room. A desk receptionist who asked not to be named said Monday that the people that people are interested in reading room 150. It's quite a few people, the receptionist said. It's pretty strange. The average room costs $63 a night. That should tell you what kind of motel <laughs> Motel 41 is. Yeah, not great. No, not great. I've stayed in worse, I guarantee you. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, microtel. <laughs> sure, I've Which, stayed in a microtel. No, it was clean. I've had sex in a microtel. <laughs> you put me and Dieter in a motel room, we're doing it. All right? <laughs> Unless the kids are in there with us. Yeah. Every time, we're doing it. Yeah. Can't help it. I don't know what it is. It's a lot of fun. By the way, sometimes I'll be like, mom and dad's going out to eat. Y'all, we'll be back. We'll just go get a motel here in town. Just have a little fun for a few hours. Anyways, so the receptionist said that it was only $63 a night, but room 150 on the ground floor now costs $75 to $100 to book. Oh, wow. (laughs) Man. The receptionist said interest from the media has also been high. High. I've been getting like a million phone calls for it. Um. So then it goes on to tell that, you know, how they did the escape and all that. And when they caught them, they had $29,000 in cash and multiple wigs and all this. Mm-hmm. But my question to you, Tiny, is would you pay $100 to rent room 150 at Motel 41? No. You don't think you and Tara go up there? <laughs> Tara wouldn't be into it. That's no. the thing. You don't think so? <laughs> now, if Tara was into it, I might. I think I could talk to Deidre and we'll just have a little Casey Vicky weekend, you know? <laughs> we'll pretend to be high on the run. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, if any of our listeners are interested, they can get they can book Motel 41's room one fifty. I think that that's funny that the price is now double and it's sure. only a hundred dollars a night. <laughs> right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Which is cheaper than most rooms here in town on yeah. like a game day weekend. <laughs> no, absolutely. <laughs> Livy asked the question the other day, why do we have so many motels in this town? And I was like, because Alabama's winning. I was like, because we play like eight games at home every year. And that's where the town makes their money that mm-hmm. whole time. And we have a million people coming here. The rest of the time, I think, Low-level prostitutes use them. You know, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know what keeps them in business the rest of the year. Well, I would have, and look, I have no idea, but I would have just assumed that they make so much money during sure football season, right? That that sustains them the entire rest of the year. Probably so. I mean, now a lot of people hate Walt Maddox. That will listen to this from Tuscaloosa. He was never anything but good to me in my dealings with him downtown. But uh, he has long said and has been his goal to bring things to Tuscaloosa or have things in Tuscaloosa that would keep hotels filled up year round. Mm -hmm. So we're exploring building a convention center and all that stuff. And then they can have, I guess, beauty pageants there, you know, and people coming (laughs) to town for those dance recitals, dance recitals (laughs) and, you know, whatever uh, electric car competitions and, you know, all those things, cheerleading competitions and stuff that bring people to town. I'm, I don't know. Then you get a sportsplex and you're having travel ball team tournaments and all that stuff. It all works together. Mm-hmm. Takes a lot of time and taxpayer money to make all that happen, though. Yeah. 
But if you can make money off of people who don't live here, that's less taxes the people who live here have to pay. We got a Deontay Wilder statue. We do now. have a Deontay Wilder have you been to statue. See? I haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, heavyweight champion of the world. De- De- or was former. Mm-hmm. Tyson Fury beat him up and took it from him. He said he's not done. He's going to fight some more, but I don't know who he has to fight. I don't think Tyson Fury will mess with him anymore. Let's talk about Cajun Curl, our sponsor, world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, and you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice on anything will change your life. On their website, CajunCurl.com, you can order Bayou Blend of Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blend of Spice, Ask them to start stocking it now. All of their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, what do you say we turn to the phones? Okay. And listen to our audience. I will say that oil, used motor oil, Recycling. Oh, yeah. It was a huge topic okay. amongst our audience. That's good to know. <laughs> I hope a lot of people sided with me. <laughs> our first call comes from Brock. Hey, guys. Uh, this is Brock over in Texas. Uh, listening to your show this week, which uh, is my weekly entertainment. I love you guys. But uh, I work in solid waste, and so you've got to talk about something right up my alley. Tiny, can't believe you're throwing away your motor oil, man. You work in a tire facility. Don't you know? Anyway. I'm appalled too, Brock. <laughs> I'm appalled. No, I didn't know. I'm appalled, Brock. <laughs> First of all, shout out to here to Brock for being a new, not only on my side, but a new voice to call in. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. I was beginning to think only Jacqueline and Stan really listened to us. <laughs> yeah. It was just us four. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the motor oil went properly disposed of, like if you take it back to your uh, auto zone or whatever. A lot of towns have a mobile site for DIY oil changes. That stuff goes back to the company and they wind up kind of re-refining it, usually turned into diesel or fuel oil or or sometimes it will even turn into they can get it clean enough oil that you put back in your car. Uh, as to John, you said you had a lot of paint you need to get rid of. I don't know about Alabama rules, but in Texas, you would consider be considered what they call a small quantity generator. And uh, what I usually tell folks who call me and want to know how they get rid of paint is uh, just pop those cans open, let that paint dry out, and then it's not going to leak or ooze. And you throw it in the trash. So 
So, uh, get in trouble there. Just bring that crap over here to Texas. We'll take care of it. <laughs> <laughs> Love the show. You guys have a good day. All right. So, perfect. Apparently, John is perfectly okay. That's right. He can throw away paint. Look, I wouldn't throw it away willy nilly. I'll say that much. <laughs> like you out here destroying the earth. I poured it back in the plastic jug. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I screwed it. I screwed the top back on. I screwed it on tight. <laughs> I didn't want it to it's, leak. It's not getting out of there. <laughs> I'm not some sort of savage. <laughs> All right. Um,. Well, Brock has, he told that's what you do with He your knows oil. where it goes. I do wish I'd gotten maybe a little bit more detail. Let's see what Nicole has to okay. say. Hey, John and Tiny, it's Nicole um, from California with the terribly inefficient government. You're not wrong. I don't know, I don't know why I keep calling in to answer your questions because I know you don't actually care, but it's like I can't, I can't stop myself. That's actually not true. No, I do we, care. We ask for your calls. So, I, look, I actually have a note in my phone. This is nothing to do with this call or anything that says, uh, where is it? Okay, here it is. Uh, Nicole needs to make a baking business if she doesn't have one. She posted a picture of like some cupcakes she made mm-hmm. that look phenomenal. I was like, she needs to be doing making money doing this. Yeah. So, was it a Proverbs 32 woman? Yeah, I don't, I don't. She bakes her cupcakes and takes them to the market early on a Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Nicole. I don't know if you got that going, but you should consider it. Surely you can make some money doing that, right? Maybe. She may not want to. You know, some people aren't always looking to make a dollar like me. Right. Some people actually enjoy life. <laughs> anyway. So... What they do with recycled oil is they re-refine it. Like, they sell it to companies who re-refine it, and then they sell the different parts that they refine it into um, to other companies and, like, make money off of it. And then, like, the oil filters, like, they take... I'm sure they throw some of it in the landfill, but they take the metal parts out for scrap metal. I hope you guys are going to have a good summer. I'm happy for John, who loves it, and I'm sad for Tiny, who hates the summer. And, um, yeah, just hang in there till winter when John will be sad and Tiny will be happy. You can switch places. That's it. Thanks for the great show, guys. All right. And uh, <laughs> we have one more. Everybody is weighing in on it. From an anonymous. Here we go. Yes, this is, uh, this is Buster. Mr. Buster Terry from the Environmental Protection Services. Um, I was told that this is Christopher Sullivan's phone number. I need to speak to him uh, about some uh, anonymous anonymous calls to the office about him pouring oil on our sweet little earth. <laughs> so if, if you can get a hold of Christopher Sullivan, just uh, call me back at 1-800-PROTECT-ME-EARTH. <laughs> okay. Bye. Hey, everybody, it's Stan. Um, y'all were talking about the Pope last week, and uh, got a little quick thoughts about the Pope. Uh, personally, I don't like the Pope. Nothing against Catholics or nothing, but you know, I'm still stuck. I'm still stuck in the Crusades when they turned when he flipped heel on the Crusaders. I'm, I'm still there. Can't get past that. It's been a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, <laughs> time heals all wounds. Sure, but some wounds take more time I, than others. I healed that one with Stan. <laughs> Second of all, 
The Pope needs to release everything in the Vatican Library. He's being stingy. Everybody knows the arts there. It's not in Oak Island. It's in, it, it's already been found. It's in Ethiopia. <laughs> they're they the Church of Ethiopia. They claim they have. They it. claim they got it. Yeah, yeah. They're Jewish too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Andy found it. Turned it over to the Pope. Everybody knows that. Why else did Hitler invade North Africa? Too, by the way. Right. Yeah. He was going to get it. Everybody he wasn't happy knows. With the spear of destiny, <laughs> he did the other one too. Yes. But second of all, it's just a little fun fact that uh, the Pope Mobile, unless he bought one in the last few years, was built in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, in Vance. Uh, it's a, a modified M class. It's uh, very nice. It's armored. I was able to see some of it actually produced. So that was kind of a little fun fact for you. I hope y'all have a good day. And uh, Tiny, you really need to call the EPA back. Bye. Okay, again, all that was satire. Sure. <laughs> Nothing we say is serious. Yeah, right. It's right. all a bit for the show. Yeah, it's yeah. all a bit. Tiny doesn't even know how to change his oil. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. think these soft hands That's right. would ever crawl up underneath an automobile and, and Never. change the oil? Never. Yeah. Not during the summer. <laughs> you know? So maybe for last Saturday. <laughs> well, you complete ignorance. You know, you didn't know any better, but now you do. Now I do. And now we know what happens. Well, I, I'm still curious what I get, happens. I like, get Brock knowing. You know, like Brock's <laughs> like, I'm from Tech, Texas is all country. Nicole knowing the answer too, mildly yeah. surprised. You know? Yeah. But okay, hypothetically, what's the worst that can happen if you put all in your trash? You pollute the earth, right? Okay, yeah. Well, do you? Yeah. Yeah, you can't be pouring used motor oil just on the ground. Okay, I never poured used motor oil. But that's on the eventually what—that's essentially what's happening, right? But when they build a landfill, do they not yeah. like put down some kind of like uh, base layer that's going to keep anything from getting in the earth? I don't think then so. Then they put a whole bunch of trash there, and then they cover that trash up, and it's like. Land is could you you can turn it into a woods and water. Well, you can turn it's it into beautiful. the amphitheater. Exactly. The amphitheater in Tuscaloosa is where the old city dump used to be. Right. Yeah. So, but that's like a hundred years after it was a city dump. So yeah, you should never throw your oil in the trash. Never. That is probably <laughs> not the worst thing, right? Just dump it in the creek, Tiny. It all goes to the ocean. Yeah. We're only on one of the most important watersheds uh, in North America here. Yeah. And you're just putting oil right into the ground, which gets into the water table. John, I screwed the lid on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it won't get squished or anything. If that oil can get out of that bottle, then you need to call it Houdini. <laughs> I respect your hand of the environment. <laughs> well, I don't do that no more. That's right. <laughs> sure you you know now. Not that I ever did it before. You just, again, it's all sad. Tired. I think my plan of leaving it outside of a Jiffy Lube at night or something is... <laughs> and running away Yeah, it's fast. just foolproof. Because then they'll, out of a sense of duty, Yeah, you know, will pour it into their big thing. I'm just glad that the oil companies can make more profit off of our donated <laughs> motor oil. Because if there's one industry that does not have enough profit, 
It is the oil companies. We should sell it back to them. We'd be like, you buy this oil back or we're putting it straight in the trash. Oh, mercy. Yeah, you're going to refine and resell this? (laughs) You're going to have to pay me for it. Uh, John, what does the tapeworm and the Eiffel Tower have in common? Hmm. I don't know. They are both parasites. <laughs> okay, that's good. Uh, love you, Pat. Pat's got the great. He's he must have a book or something. <laughs> that's what I say, yeah. you know? Assuming he's not just reading these out of his kids' joke book. <laughs> Hopefully, he is. That's even better. Oh mercy! Well, what do we do after this? We do questions. Oh, that's right, we do. <laughs> and now it's time for ask John questions about stuff. We do like to ask John Long questions on the show. And if you have any questions for John Long, you can head on over to our Discord channel, link in the show notes, and you can go to the Ask John Questions About Stuff sub-channel. Our first question comes from the White Devil. Okay. Why is life so sad? Well, that's a matter of perspective, number one. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of sad things in life. There's also a lot of good things in life. If all you focus on is the sad stuff, that's all you'll ever see. And all and same, if all you focus on is the good stuff, that's all you'll ever see. You have to have both. Who was it that There's said, a yin and a yang, right? Who was it that said life is a tragedy? Oh, I don't know. But it is. I mean, it's... And then my addendum to that would be tragedy can oftentimes be a comedy. True. It all depends on your perspective. My theory has always been that life is at all times ready to kick you in the groin. And every day it tries to. Mm -hmm. Most days it misses or you dodge it or whatever. Sometimes it catches you right square in the nuts and it hurts and it hurts bad. And it hurts for a while, but it goes away. And who doesn't think a good growing kick is hilarious? Right. So it's, you see it happening to somebody else. Sometimes it's pretty funny. So even if you are the one who's getting kicked in yeah. the proverbial nuts, right? If you can just try to look at yourself from an outsider's perspective, sometimes you can kind of chuckle to yourself and be like, "Hey, this is this is really funny for somebody." Right. <laughs> but for the white devil, I would say is keep your head up. You mm-hmm. know. Like it's easy to to let life get you down, but you're a man or a woman, and you're better than that, or like, a non corporeal entity. You're whatever. Yeah, sure, you're whatever you identify as. <laughs> right. Let me assume you're a man, okay, or I, a border collie. I prefer my devils to be male. Okay, okay? it's a patriarchy. <laughs> That's just the way I am. All right. Yeah. Don't judge me. You're a man, all right? You're better than that. You're stronger than that. You're tougher than that. Sometimes we forget that, and we have to remind ourselves, like, look, man, I can deal with whatever. Mm -hmm. My ancestors climbed mountains to get me to, and moved mountains to get me to where I am today. That same spirit in them, that was in them, is in me. I just got to tap into it to get through this tough time. Yeah. And And everybody can do that. And I really like mushrooms, and there were countless human lives spent yeah. to, to discover, for me, sure. what poor mushrooms are poisonous and which ones are safe and which ones take you to an alternate sure. dimension. <laughs> Thankful for those people who figured those out. Yes. 
Uh, our next question comes from Goose. Why is the South's Southern accent so finicky? I'll be talking to someone in one phrase. They sound extremely Southern, but in the next sound, they sound like a Midwestern person. Okay. I mean, accents well, are funny. Uh, yeah, I would say that's probably more of a die. Like, purely Southern things we say are probably going to sound pretty Southern. Mm-hmm. Um, but every Southerner also has what I would say would be their closest representation of no accent because we get judged based on our accent. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. people assume we're stupid. We talk slow. And a lot of times we are stupid, speaking for myself. But Meanwhile, if we hear someone with a British accent, we just assume they're super smart. Yeah, right, exactly. And they might not be. Yes. (laughs) But uh, there's a lot of different Southern accents. You Mm -hmm. know, like you got an Appalachian accent. You got like the Deep South accent that we have. The Southern drawl that Georgia has. The Louisiana accent. Uh, There's just different accents that all make up the Southern accent. Mm Mm-hmm as one big hole. But you can tell, you know, like people from Georgia sound different than people from Alabama. People from Southern Georgia sound deeper, different than people from Northern Georgia. People from Southern Alabama. Jeff Sessions is from Alabama. Listen to him talk. Mm-hmm. That's an Alabama accent, but it doesn't sound like the people from where we're from, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I've been listening to, uh, what's the name of that podcast? Up and gone or up and vanished. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. And they're talking about the trial of Ryan Duke. Okay. And it happened in Georgia. And it, when you listen to that podcast and you listen to them in that courtroom, it does not sound like Law and Order SVU. Sure. Right. <laughs> no, that's exactly right. Yeah. Well, it, so I think probably what people do is shift. And if they're, when they're, talking about something they're comfortable with or Southern idioms or things like that, they sound as Southern as sweet tea or whatever, (laughs) you know? Yeah. And when they're talking about other stuff, they shift into a more conventional accent, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know. That's just a guess. I really have no idea. Sweet tea was actually another nickname of mine in college. Okay. Sweet tea. (laughs) That's your dancer name. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody welcome sweet tea to the main (laughs) stage. Cash Money Oddity Billionaire asks, or he says, I was once propositioned for sex at Kentuck Park by Mm -hmm. an old man. Okay. Why are parks a hotspot for coitus? Well, first of all, we've all been propositioned for sex at Kentuck Park. Right. When that just happens. Even me. (laughs) Just (laughs) That's normal Norfolk things. (laughs) Uh, well, the park is a place for the public, mm-hmm. and we want people to enjoy public spaces, <laughs> even the perverts <laughs> who yeah. meet up out there. I think Kentuck specifically is a self-fulfilling prophecy. It sure. sort of got a, a reputation for that. Yes. And then later on, perverts are like, well, where can I go proposition people? Yeah. Kentuck. We don't have an adult theater in this town for them all to meet up at. So Kentuck's the best we got. Hopefully they clear out by the time the Little League games start getting going. You know, I, I feel like this is a midday thing. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when we were in Fayette, the rumor was the end of the old airstrip. <laughs> oh, is that where they would meet up at? I doubt it. Now, I made out with a girl. Story. I made out with a girl at the end of the old air runway. Yeah. yeah. Well, they were also like devil worshipers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. 
It was devil-worshipping perverts that want to rape high school kids. Wow. Would hang out at the end of the airstrip. That's why we all, a group of high school kids, have to go to the end of the <laughs> to check it out to check it out. <laughs> I was unaware of that when me and Leah went down there. Shout out, Leah. You remember. It was wonderful for both of us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from That's Our Bobo. Got any great memories from the Scholastic Book Fair at your school? Uh, I don't. I don't have a single one. No, I don't even remember them being a thing when I was in school, but mm -hmm. they are now, and it is like the most annoying thing in the world. I do remember when I was in elementary school, and I don't know if this was the Scholastic Book Fair. This was some kind of fundraiser something where yeah. we get a whole bunch of Chinese-made goods sure. and try to you know, peddle them <laughs> off to like elementary school yes. kids who have money their parents give them to yes. spend at this thing. There was a marker, and it had like all kinds of different colors on it. And I don't know why. I just I wanted one so bad. Like, yeah. like all these other kids in my class had one. I wanted one too, but I didn't have any money. And the thing was going on for like, I don't know, three or four days. So I like asked my mom for some money and she was like, yeah, sure. And she gave me the money and I like left it in my room. Oh. And so the next day I'm like, I put it in my bag, my book bag, but I think I like lost the money. <laughs> I dropped it or something. So my mom gives me more money and it's like the last day and I get it. I, like I, I hand the, the, <laughs> the sixth grader the money. Sure. <laughs> I get my little marker. And I put it in my backpack, and I get home, and some other kid stole it out of my backpack. Oh, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, no. The worst. Yeah. But no, I don't remember. That's my only memory from something like that. Yeah. And it's not a, it's a very painful memory. What I remember is you could go to the office in elementary school, Stan will remember this, and buy pencils and erasers. And I would go uh, every time I got like 50 cents because they're like a quarter a piece. Mm -hmm. And I would buy an Atlanta Braze pencil and an Atlanta Braze eraser. And I thought I was the coolest person in the world because <laughs> I love the Braves, you know. And I would. I was going to say, they were good back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, well, this was in the 80s, though, because this oh, is okay, elementary that's, school. Yeah, that's, that's right, this is when right. the Braves were bad. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people caught on to the Braves in the 90s when. That was great. Those were great times. Mm -hmm. But if you weren't there in the 80s, uh, you know, when they were playing in Fulton County Stadium and they were horrible, then you didn't get the full experience of the 90s because they <laughs> right. were very bad. <laughs> Our next question comes from Stan. What is something you thought as a kid, but as you got older, you realized you misunderstood, i.e. songs or like song lyrics and stuff? Hmm. My initial thought was love making. I had a wildly different idea before I got into it of what I thought it would be. Thought you kissed a girl and then the stork came. Yeah. My remorse shaped by maybe a certain hustler we had hidden in the <laughs> field behind our house. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And then our last question also comes from Stan. He says, what is a strange habit that you picked up from a job? A strange habit that I picked up from a job. Hmm. I really only eat hot sandwiches now. <laughs> I picked that up from Roly Poly. <laughs> Grilled yeah. sandwiches. I hate eating a cold sandwich. I tend to be very careful when I pick stuff up. 
Okay. Because when I was in the tire room building tires, we would, there was a thing that we would do. We would take grease and we would rub it on the backside of somebody's tools, their hot knife, their scissors, whatever. So when you went to grab that tool, you get grease get all on. over your yes. hand. Right. So I tend to be careful yes. about how I pick stuff you up know, now. Inspect. Just grab it with like just my my thumb and my <laughs> forefinger, like a like a crab claw, and just look at it first before I, I just bet. grab it. We used to put Vaseline on my roommate's phone in his room, so when he would answer it, he mm-hmm. would get it all over his face and ear and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that wasn't cool. We did that with peanut butter. <laughs> I would say we, I never really did it. Another friend of ours who didn't live at the house with us, but was always over there, did it. Because mm-hmm. I went, I talked about how I didn't like pranks. Mm-hmm. I laughed at it, <laughs> but I did not do it. Yes. <laughs> well, John, that'll do it for questions. And I guess that'll do it for this show. Guess so. The only thing we have left to do is to thank. Our patrons. Genuinely thank yeah. and heap out much thanks and praise and adoration on our patrons. We also need to ask the other people, why are you not a part of the Patreon show? You know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know why you can't get on board with it. It's actually excellent. And we're not asking a lot. No. Yeah, I mean, you five bucks gets you, a, you get another show every week. Absolutely. Imagine only listening to one of it this <laughs> you know the horror there there are people out there who want more than what we're giving them mm-hmm. and they'll pay us five bucks for that and you should too you yeah. should we would like to thank those who donate at the 10 or above tier tier earth oddity podcast brought to you by these people that's right <laughs> those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Hank Hernandez, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Josh Dodd, Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Mick Will. Will. We, again, cannot thank you enough. Thank you so much. This podcast, when we started it, was a joke. To it's everybody. Still kinda it is. still kind of is, <laughs> but this is a joke that has gone way further yeah. than I ever thought it right. would go. No. We, we have you to thank for that. Yeah, they they're they're the engine that drives this. <laughs> yes. Really, they are. You are the motor oil <laughs> in our landfill <laughs> that <laughs> keeps the I'm struggling. <laughs> You're the you're the wind beneath our wings, yes, as Bette Midler once said. Yes. <laughs> if you would like to, oh, you should play that song. You know, <laughs> did you ever know you were my he? As you read their names, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're really our heroes. That'd be if we should just start doing yeah, that. That's it. And we'll do that every once in a while. We we'll come up with a good idea. <laughs> that was pretty good. Of course, we get sued into oblivion for like copyright. We stuff can get later a Muzak version. Sure, it's yeah. like just just different like, love. Well, it's fine, like some like Filipino guy singing it or something, and it's on a Casio keyboard. Sure, <laughs> that would be great. That would be great. Uh, if you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Earth Oddity. We have several different tiers, but the five dollar tier gets you the extended show and everything else. Speaking of extensions, what are we going to talk about today? Um, I'm going to talk about a guy and his, and some dogs. Okay. Yeah, I changed my mind. I'm going to talk about that one. 
I'm going to be talking about the advice that Courtney Kardashian's doctor gave her. Yes. And this is the first story we've ever talked about in the patron extension that I think needs its own PSA. <laughs> so, yeah, this is going to be a little, <laughs> might get a little wild. And we are also going to visit, we also got an email from a listener that okay. specifically has to do with patron content. So, okay. For the first time ever, we're going to have a... Uh, Are we getting called to task? No. Taking a task? We're going. We're, we're doing a deep dive into trans surgery, John. Okay. So... Good. Put on we have somebody with some knowledge on it. Come to learn. Good. That's right. You all come right. for the laughs, but you stay to learn. That's what really all we're trying to do is <laughs> learn more about other people and each <laughs> yes. other. That's, that's the whole... That's the gospel in a nutshell, y'all. <laughs> This is Mount and Tiny's ministry. We're trying to make it a tax write-off. <laughs> we'll turn yeah. this into a 501c3. The Church of Odontology. That's right. <laughs> what if we did, like, we could incorporate as a church and we take over for Scientology and, like, all of Tom, Tom Cruise is hanging out <laughs> with us. And make it good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, or good-ish. Sure. Their whole church is based off like a science fiction book, right? It is, yeah. Look, if they could make us famous, I might get it. I'd come to a couple of services. <laughs> you know? Yeah. i just check them out. Well, you got anything else? No, that's it, other than join the Patreon. And if life is very sad for you, it's sad for all of us at different times. It's not always going to be sad. Make it's important it happy to remember at that. Patreon.com slash Earthotity. <laughs> the easiest way is to join our Patreon. <laughs> I'm trying to be sincere. I respect the hustle. I'm for real, though, because yeah. it's true. Sometimes when things get really bad, you think they're always going to be bad. In my experience, they're never always bad. Mm-hmm. They'll always get better. It may just take some time. And it's like the stock market. Yeah. There's bull markets and bear markets. Tiny lost all of our Patreon money on some Bitcoin (laughs) grab that he had going on. So now we really need people to join, okay? I think our Patreon account is in the negative. We owe Patreon money. (laughs) Join. Yeah. Join. And remember, tough times don't last. Tough people do. There you go. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like something your uncle would share on Facebook. And he also went to the school of hard knocks. And you should always be nice to people on the way up because you might meet them again on the way back down. I I treat the janitor the same as a CEO. (laughs) (laughs) That's why you're not getting promoted, by the way. You can't treat the janitor the same as the CEO. Right. CEO deserves a little more respect. (laughs) Don't mean you got to be mean to the janitor or anything. Okay, he does a useful job. <laughs> you also need to know who's signing your checks, okay? <laughs> yeah. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Uh, if you're a patron, you can just email our patron page. Sure. Because we get those two. Yep. We have a Twitter account if you would like to tweet at us. That's right. At underscore Earth Oddity on Twitter. We just post- remembered I didn't post anything on Instagram this week. <laughs> My bad, everybody. Well, uh, 
as heartbreaking as it is, sure. you can see all the rest of it. Yes. Earth, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. Or DM me and tell me what a bad job I do. <laughs> yeah. If you would like to join our Discord server, sure. there's a link in the show notes. And we have a phone number that you can call or text, especially if you want to berate me on <laughs> my poor environmental <laughs> actions. What's that phone number? 662-493-2059. Call in and save the earth now. 662-493-2059. Remember satire. <laughs> we hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Patreon people, welcome to the Patreon extension. We're here. We're ready to talk about news. We are. I don't have anything real good to say other than I reread through the Kama Sutra this week. You, I've never read that. I thought it was just pictures. No, no, no. no. There's it's a whole book.